Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest and Mike Luby Lubitz with you here on Believe. And uh, it's interesting because... Uh, I've been watching this dramatization uh, about the uh, evolution of the right-wing extremist movement involving Timothy McVeigh on Showtime in the uh, series on Waco and now Waco, the aftermath. And it's uh, fascinating uh, to see it uh, portrayed in this fashion and illustrated this way. And uh, very appropriately, we welcome to the show uh, CNN legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin, who has a, a book out now, author of Homegrown, Timothy McVeigh and the Rise of Right-Wing Extremism. Uh, Jeffrey, welcome to the program. Uh, very appropriate theme here, because uh, I, I would imagine uh, your, your discoveries uh, were, were quite startling as to uh, how this thing uh, all got germinated in the first place. Well, to be sure, good morning. Uh, the uh, you know what I think is uh, you know the, the 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 misimpression that that my book was intended to uh, address was that you know a lot of people remember Timothy McVeigh as a loner, as a as a lone wolf. He was not. He was part of a right-wing movement in the 1990s. Uh, he was a regular listener to Rush Limbaugh. He was someone who 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 was looking for allies in um, in that movement. Never found them, but he was part of it. And 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 as you look to his at his agenda, you see that he died. He was executed in 2001, but. Um, his his influence and his legacy uh, continue. All right, here with uh, Jeff Tubin, uh, the book out, uh, homegrown Timothy McVeigh and the rise of right wing extremism. Uh, it's been it, it it's actually the it really feels like that's what we've seen. It, it of course extremism has always existed uh, here and abroad, but it feels like in the last. 20 or so years it's it's really hit a fever pitch jeff well and and the big difference between timothy mcveigh and his heirs is the internet you know what what mm. got me uh interested i covered the mcveigh and nichols trials back in 1997 but what put me back in, into the story was in october of 2020 when the plot was unveiled uh, to kidnap governor whitmer of Michigan, and uh, it was conducted largely by the Michigan militia. And I knew that Terry Nichols, the co-defendant in the Oklahoma City bombing, had been uh, part of the Michigan militia. He uh, and and uh, so so the, the the same ideas, the same people were involved. But the difference was that McVeigh had no way of contacting allies. If you look at the subsequent right-wing extremism, whether it's the plot to kidnap, to kidnap, kidnap the governor, whether it's um, the the attack on the Walmart in El Paso, the attack on the grocery store in Buffalo, the attack on the synagogue in Pittsburgh, it's all involved with the internet and social media. McVeigh didn't have that, and that's why these these um, uh, these ideas and these motives are so much easier to spread today because uh, the internet allows it with so quickly. Uh, how, how far is this movement going to go, in, in your opinion? I mean, uh, where we've seen any number of atrocities, obviously the McVeigh 
uh, a bombing uh, of a federal building was, uh, you know, just absolutely uh, outrageous and catastrophic. But uh, you mentioned some of these other incidents that might have been uh, sparked or ignited by, you know, th- things that are available on the Internet. Um, now, where is it going? I mean, how frightened should America be of this right wing well, extremism, I, I, which know, there seems I, to be in politics now, too? Well, it, it is. And, and, and certainly the, the most obvious uh, example of this was the attack on the Capitol of January 6th yeah. by people whose, whose, whose agenda was almost identical to McVeigh's, an obsession with gun rights, a belief, a belief in violence. Uh, a, a strange obsession with the founding fathers, the idea that since uh, the revolutionaries of the American Revolution attacked the British as tyrants, that makes it legitimate to attack the federal government when you believe uh, they are tyrants. You know, of course, things are different. It's, it's difficult and complicated and, and to, to assemble a bomb the way McVeigh did. And the story of Homegrown is in part how we did do that. It's a lot easier today, and it's getting easier all the time, to go buy an AR-15 assault weapon and shoot up a synagogue, a grocery store, a school. That's where right-wing terrorism is going uh, today, much more towards the use of assault weapons than bombs, but that's, that's deadly as well. Jeffrey Tubin uh, has a uh, new book out, and uh, it, it sounds fascinating. Timothy McVeigh and the Rise of Right-Wing Extremism. Um, I, I mean, it's interesting to me because I remember that day turning on CNN, and I, I remember, you know, there was going to be a bunch of uh, speech-making by Trump and whatever, and I was out doing something, and I, I'm looking, I'm going, wait a minute, man. There, there are people crawling on the walls of the Capitol building and busting windows out there around you know, and, and here we are coming up on 2024, and in spite of uh, just an onslaught of indictments possibly coming, but we're looking at a rematch here. They're running it back, Biden and Trump, in all likelihood. Uh, to, to what extent, uh, you know, uh, was Legrand Orange, uh, in your opinion, Jeffrey, uh, responsible for, you know, uh, at least fanning the flames uh, of some of this bizarre radicalism that's taking place on the right side? I think what, what, what Donald Trump has done during his entire political career since, since he declared for the presidency in 2015 is you know, he, he has violated the norms that, that we thought governed the conduct of presidential candidates and presidents. And one of the most important is uh, the belief that violence is appropriate. And, you know, if you look at Donald Trump's first campaign for president where he talked about how people should be beat up where he talked about how uh, suspects' heads should be banged into car doors. But this kind of belief in violence is, uh, is something that, that Trump, Trump has normalized. And certainly in a moral sense, uh, Trump instigated uh, the attack on the Capitol in January 6th. I don't know if the Justice Department will charge him with legally instigating the, uh, the attack on the Capitol, but... You know, if if you look at those thousand people who've been arrested, uh, the only reason they were there is because Donald Trump encouraged them to be there. Now, whether Trump can have legal responsibility for that, I don't know, but it's definitely a um, you know, it, 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 the, the moral question is, is not is is easy to resolve in my opinion. <laughs> it's just comical, really, that. Uh... You know, you talk about the impact of this, uh, you know, right extremism and uh, how this guy could still even be a consideration 
uh, to run this country. I mean, uh, you know, somehow, I mean, the most persecuted man in America is Donald Trump. Uh, you know, it, it's just incredible to me. Well, well, good luck with the book, uh, Jeffrey. It was a pleasure having you on the show here after hours. And uh, Homegrown, Timothy McVeigh and the Rise of Right-Wing Extremism by Jeffrey Tubin on the market right now. And uh, thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot, Jeffrey. All right, thanks a lot. Well, we have more internet crap out there from my new internet system here, uh, El Cheapo Internet uh, Enterprises. You dropped out right Just because I'm, I'm getting a router out of uh, Mexico City doesn't mean that this shouldn't work at 100% capacity. Answer your question it? as he was answering. Uh, you were there. And then right when I'm like, oh, I guess uh, Devo's going to let me, Devo will probably ask another question here. Uh, you did. Oh, not. so he did get that second question. Uh, you, you. I don't know if it was the first or second question. After one of your questions, you were not there. And I was like, oh, okay. this is fun. But the question went out and he was answering it? And that That's was why great. I, yes. Question, he was answering, you went out, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's my turn. Oh, you fired up a question. That's Good. why yeah. I, yeah, I asked the question in there because you went away. And that was fun. <laughs> no, I mean, it was okay. It's happening to us all morning here. Whereas we have a new system, and uh, obviously it's going to need some adjustment, as in uh, an outlay of capital to try and restore it to what it was before. Uh, all right, we had a couple of exciting uh, sporting events here uh, in town yes, uh, that we were watching uh, simultaneously last night. They were actually out-of-town events, but, uh, you know, very big. You would think, I mean, you would think every bar would have been packed, every drink would have been consumed, every beer would have been sold, every pizza would have been uh, also, uh, you know, eaten down to the crust. Uh, but I, I didn't see that kind of enthusiasm where I was last night. I, I know you saw some of it, Mike Luby Lubitz. What is up with the people of South Florida? Is it too much sunshine? <laughs> what what keeps us from having the kind of passion that we normally should? Here we are with two eight-seeded teams in uh, various playoffs, yeah, NBA, they- NHL, two eight-seeded teams that both knocked off a number one seed in the same year out of the same city that also produced two teams that were in the college basketball final four. If ever enthusiasm for sports and teams here should be ratcheted up to its maximum level, it would be right now. Yep. They didn't even have the games on the TVs. They were both in progress when, <laughs> when I showed up at this one bar, that, this kind of a sports bar, that has pizza, that has tap beer, that has all of the stuff you would want, yeah, that bar. has great wings and burgers. And, and, and it is in an area where there aren't really any, any other establishments of its type. Uh, no, nothing, right? There's nothing commercially there. No, no. Uh, and, you know, it is in a residential area that also has tourism ac- access with hotels and, and nobody, nobody watching these games. What, what is up with South Florida? Louis? What do you think? I, I don't know. We're a vast like, wasteland of excitement, are we not? It's funny. Like, it feels like as these series go on, you'll get some excitement out of South Florida. But it, it, it takes us a while, which is sort of dumb because the way these two, they not only were ACs, but they're now in the second round and they're now controlling the series. Like, yeah, it's 1-1, but it's yes. 1-1, they were on the road, the Miami Heat, and they were down guys. So they're in control of that series. The Panthers went into Toronto, a rabid hockey area, and won in dominant, I mean, they won 4-2. They were up 4-2 halfway through the third period. Like, they won that game decisively. Both teams were in control. Uh, they like, were they out playing Toronto the entire game, yeah. And you wouldn't know it. Like, you would not know you. it. <laughs> no. Is it stunned disbelief? Or was it suspension of belief? What was it about uh, the spell that's been cast upon South Florida that we don't even care that our teams are making history and probably won't catch on to it until very late in the game? 
I, I don't know. I mean, it's been that way forever, but th- this has been the strangest. Usually by the second round, you start to gather some momentum. Yes. And some enthusiasm for the cause. That's nah, out Florida. <laughs> no, but it was great. I mean, uh, without Jimmy Butler, uh, I, I don't know that any team can do without its star as much as uh, the Heat can't deal with, uh, you know, other teams without Jimmy Butler in the lineup. In a playoff situation. I mean, we saw Kawhi Leonard go down, and yet the Clippers somehow in a scrub, so usually. And he's gone. All right. So we're going to say bye to Defoe, as his internet's been an atrocity. I appreciate everyone tuning in to this edition of After Hours. We've had a a lot going on this week. I talked with the one and only Kathy Ireland uh, about her new film that comes out this Friday, Anxious Nation. Talked with Dave Barry, the great humorist, once out of South Florida, uh, columnist, Pulitzer Prize winning writer and author. We talked with him. And today, Jeffrey Tubin. Appreciate all of their contributions. Check us out each and every morning on South Florida Live 7 to 9. Check us out, uh, Defo on 5 on the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Also, the Defo Show with Luby on the 5 Reasons Sports Network. And check us out here with our national content. Like Defo always likes to say, uh, whether you're the Knicks and you did get a win heavily assisted by Scott Foster, whether you're the Heat and you got your split, Panthers up, 1-0, no matter what, when it comes to sports or life, you got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.